Welcome back to the Forging Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Logan Trudell, and today we're gonna be talking about life lessons from a dying man. So right now you are in a phase in your life. Maybe you're going through a transition. Maybe you wanna quit your nine to five. Maybe you're just starting a business. Just read this book called Chasing Daylight by Eugene O'Kelly. And there were some huge lessons that I took away from this book that we can apply to our lives, to our businesses, in order to enjoy life more, in order to focus on the things that are most important. I think many people, myself included, can focus so much on things that seem to matter, but after a big tragic event or reality kind of slaps you in the face, you realize that's not actually a priority and a value. So this book has taught me so much. I just read it recently and I have to share some of these lessons with you guys because not everyone's going to read the book, but there are huge things that you can take away. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive in. Chasing Daylight by Eugene O'Kelly. I really like this book. I highly recommend it. It would take about three hours to read maximum. But if you don't want to read it or you just want to get the nuggets from it, this is what we're going to be talking about today. Super important stuff because I found that, especially in my time as a nurse, older people are very wise because they have one priority and that's to pretty much just enjoy the moment, to keep living. So what happened with Eugene O'Kelly, he is no longer here with us. He was about, I think, 53, around that age when he was diagnosed with terminal brain cancer. Now, this was a man who was pretty high up there in the business world. Uh, he was a CEO of a huge accounting company, and he was managing about 20,000 employees. So he was pretty high up there. And he was spending about 90 hours a week working. He loved his job, type A personality, did some pretty incredible stuff with his business. There was one story in there of him trying to close an account with a huge company. And the company that was, they were trying to seal the deal with, um, the guy was really hard to get a hold of. He had like this huge agenda going on. And so Eugene, messages his secretary and finds out when his traveling schedule is going to be like, because that's usually when people who are very busy have open times. And he found out that this guy was traveling from Sydney, Australia to, I think, like Melbourne. And he found out the time and the seat that he was sitting in, and he flew all the way from California to Australia to meet that guy to have a two-hour meeting, and he ended up closing the account. So this is the kind of guy, kind of driven individual we're talking about. Diagnosed with terminal brain cancer in stage. They go to all these really high level doctors. Um, the first doctor wants to operate. The next doctor says, let's just take a biopsy. And they end up finding out he's got about three months to live. And why this is so important is because death is a very taboo topic in society. Not many people wanna talk about it. When I was a nurse, there were a lot of people, they'd get this prognosis that they're gonna die 
and you have a lot of different stages, emotional stages that you go through when you find out you're dying. I haven't experienced this personally, but I've seen it. And death is a scary thing. And the more closely we can develop a relationship with death, I think the easier life can be. Death is actually a gift. It allows you to cherish life more. And so Eugene in this book, he talks so much about his own relationship with death and what he's experiencing as he's writing this book. And his last three months, he pretty much had to close everything with his businesses, with his relationships, with his family. And one exercise he did in order to provide closure for himself was he wrote down, he drew this circle graph thing that basically had six categories. This was a circle of people he surrounded himself with and we all surround ourselves with. And so on the furthest circle, on the outer circle, the big one, he just wrote down people where they shared some cool experiences together. And then close business associates was in the next one, then lifetime friends, immediate family, children, and his wife. So it went from least closest to most closest. And when he wrote this book, what he wrote was essentially as he spent time with closing these relationships, he wanted to have closure for both of them. He wanted to create a new experience in which he told these people cool things about how he saw them, how they saw him, and essentially gave them an, a new experience regarding someone who's terminally ill and being able to talk about death in this way. And so he essentially wanted to close out all of these relationships. And what he wrote regarding this was that he had about a thousand people that came up on his shared experiences list, which to him seemed pretty cool at first, but then he started to realize he's like, I really wish I would have spent more time with those people all the way at the end, his wife, his children, his immediate family, lifetime friends. Those were the people that he wished he spent the most time with, the people that were, when he was dying, truly most important, but he didn't realize that until the end. And so when he wrote that and I read it, I was like, wow, that's very true because oftentimes we can spend so much time trying to network and trying to meet new people and we forget what we already have. And oftentimes we take these things for granted until a very scary situation like this pops up and then we're like, holy shit, I regret not spending time with those people, not cherishing those, those closer relationships because what I found in my own life, the more people that I spent trying to please and just develop these really superficial, shallow relationships with, not that they're bad, they can be very good, um, but oftentimes it can disperse your energy. You can spend a lot more time focusing on those. Whereas if you have a smaller circle of people who really care about you and support you and you support them, you can grow much stronger together. And that's not all the time. I mean, I, I have a huge network of people that I spend time with, but this book has reminded me that the people who are closest to you now, the people who will be there for your whole entire life, not just the ones that are coming in for a season or a reason, but the ones that will be there all the time, those are the people to really cherish your moments with. Although you see them the most, and you take that more for granted, 
if something were to happen, you would probably want more time with them. So spend your time cherishing those moments with those people because you never know when, when that last moment you spend together would be the last time ever. Now, the next lesson from this book is becoming more present. The crazy thing about Eugene is he was a high level executive, very rich, had, I think like a cabin in Lake Tahoe, pretty much the, the life that most people want, but he's working 90 hours a week, remember this. And he said that he wishes that he spent less time working and more time with his family, although he loved what he did. He was preaching a lifestyle of balance for his employees, but he had no balance himself. And I've found myself in the same situation. I'm on vacation right now in Mexico, and it's hard for me to even put down the work or the laptop and spend time with those close to me because I'm so focused on the future, on building something big. Um, But after this podcast, I promise I'm going to go hang out with my family. So being more present. A phrase I like to use, one that I came up with, is the past was a wrap, the future is unopened, and the present is the greatest gift we have. I've found in my own personal life, the more present you can become, the better everything is. It's very rare to find people who are really, truly present. This is why people like the Dalai Lama are so famous. It's because you look into this person's eyes and you have a conversation with someone like that and they are completely present. They are just 100% there. They're not thinking about the past. They're not thinking about the future. They're thinking and they're just in the present moment. So what Eugene found was his days, his life got better the more present he could be. And he never realized how much he was actually working because he was so stuck in thinking about the future. His whole entire career was based on looking forward, that he never really allowed himself to enjoy the present moment. And so think about how you can enjoy your present moment more. While you're listening to this podcast, are you doing a million things or are you just focused on enjoying yourself in this one moment? Eugene was talking about as he became more present, as he was dying, he would just focus on pouring a cup of coffee and just focusing on that, not thinking about a bunch of other stuff. And when you can start to only focus on the task at hand, you are completely immersed in that experience. There's nothing taking you away from that moment and it provides appreciation and gratitude to what you're doing right then in the moment. It's, don't believe me, it's one of the hardest things to do because we, as humans, I think we're one of the only creatures on this earth that really fixate on the past and the present that much. Past and future, I mean. And so it can be very hard. How can we do this more? Meditation, um, conscious thinking about the present moment, and reminding ourselves, asking ourselves, are you being present right now? Or are you thinking about a million other things? Like if you sit down to to do a post on Instagram? Are you thinking about all these other tabs that you have open and clicking over to those? That's not being present. When you sit down and do one task, 
focus on that one task and your life will ultimately become better. It's so simple, but most of the time, the simple things are hard. And then finally, a gift from the book, living your perfect day. Eugene said that until he was diagnosed with in-stage cancer, um, he can't remember the amount of perfect days he had. And then when he started really focusing on being present, enjoying the moment, being grateful for what that moment was now and not focusing on the future so much, because he only had three months left to live. He's not going to be focusing on that last day. He's just focusing on the time now. And he had completely changed his life in those last couple of months. He was having perfect days almost every single day. And so if you're living in a moment right now where you feel like what you're doing, you don't have enough, you really want a nicer car, you really want a nicer house, you want more money in your bank account, you want to feel better, you want to look better, um, you don't enjoy who you are right now. I've been there before. It's still something I, I can struggle with. Um, but that becomes a lack of acceptance for your current situation. And that is putting the future ahead of who you are now. You are so fixated on wanting a different result in the future, the success, whatever that is, that you can't enjoy the present moment. And what ends up happening is you want that other result so bad that it forces you to think that you're less than without it. And if you think that you're less than without it, you're not going to attract that result into your life. This has happened to me several times, just especially with business, focusing so much on wanting the next client, wanting the next thing, wanting more money in my bank account, and not enjoying the process. When you can enjoy the process and the current moment, eventually you're going to get those results. But the results are just a byproduct of you continuing to show up and enjoying the process. If you are allowing yourself to get to a frequency of needing something so much, you're usually not gonna get it. It's just like dating. If you're, if you're a super needy person, you're either gonna attract a, another really needy person or maybe even someone not available. But when you let go and you just accept who you are now, you can usually attract something pretty cool because you're not looking for it. So in this book, Eugene basically talks about how he was able to create a perfect day almost every single day. Some of his days were at about a 75%, but compared to his days before when he was working this cool job, making tons of money for 20,000 employees, working 90 hours a week, he never even checked in with himself to understand if he was having a great day. And when he was diagnosed, he started having perfect days every day. So what this tells you is perfection or what you really want in your life can be found now. How can you make yesterday better than today? By your attitude. All you really have to do, this book proves it, all you really have to do is change your attitude about your current situation and see it as a blessing. Because, I mean, this is coming from a guy who was diagnosed with brain cancer. He had every reason to say, this isn't fair, screw you, life sucks. But he said, no, I'm going to 
do what I want right now. I'm going to close my relationships in a, a very amazing way. I'm going to provide closure to all the people I love. And I'm going to choose to enjoy every moment I have left. And that's something, if we could live like that every single day, our lives, there's no excuse for our lives not being amazing. Because we do have the choice to say, hey, maybe I don't like my situation right now, but I'm going to choose to enjoy it. Very counterintuitive, I know. So, I'm going to wrap this episode up. Your action item for today is to write down in your notes on your phone, piece of paper, don't do this while you're driving, the people that matter most to you, and ask yourself, how can I spend more time with these people now? Um, the second question, how can you become more present in your day-to-day? What can you do to allow yourself to become more present? Is that meditation? Is that just asking yourself, am I present now? And how can you change your attitude to live your perfect day? How can you ask yourself, how can I make today better? How can I be more grateful for what I have now so that my day today can be better than my day yesterday? Cool. I wanna give a quick shout out to those of you who have left a review for the podcast. There is one by Iho de Tu Madre. I think that's son of your mother. <laughs> Great name. He said, love the podcast. Logan is the real deal. His story is one many can relate to. Hearing how he went from living the prototypical rat race life to one of pure freedom is inspiring. And the guests he has on also have amazing journeys as well. Thank you, Iho de Tu Madre. Appreciate it. And if you guys would like to leave a review, you can click the link in the show notes, or if you're already on the Apple Podcast app, you can just click on the bottom, leave a rating and review. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Ciao.